Target is proud to celebrate Black History Month with its first 100% Black-owned or designed collection created by Black artists, designers, entrepreneurs, and team members. This year, find inclusive sizes up to 4X in bold, ready-to-wear collections from Black creators like Sammy B or life-affirming quotes from Rayo and Honey to surround yourself with inspiration. Discover the collection in-store and online at Target.com slash BlackBeyondMeasure. This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Mickey D's. The realest conversations always happen in a Mickey D's booth. And all the best nights out end with a bite from Mickey D's. A full car ordering in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. And a full car of what you want in the Mickey D's drive-thru is also just the right amount of chaos. Mickey D's is the affordable answer to taking the whole fam to dinner. Everyone got their own Mickey D's moments. Go on and make more delicious moments. This week's episode is brought to you by Exora Botanical Beauty. I'm haggard all week. You know what I'm saying? I'm working my nipples off. <laughs> and I went I went back to my Airbnb and I took a shower and I washed my face with my uh, foaming cleanser, my donkey milk foaming cleanser. Mm-hmm. And I also have the bar soap for my body. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I used a little bit of my... Um, glycolic acid mm-hmm. i don't know if y'all can get that anymore that was exclusive okay unique <laughs> and i used some of that and you know just layered my skin and she was all supple mm-hmm. and my mother facetimed me to ask me something about the next day and she stopped she looked she said why do you look so glowy <laughs> i said baby this is called exorica botanical beauty right. thank you very much and i am not playing with you when i use the moisturizer I use the donkey milk cleanser. It gets my skin together. I have sensitive skin and I have textured skin. So if I use something that irritates it, it really raises up Mm -hmm. and the inflammation is down. My pores are like nice and refined. My skin be smooth. Sadie's be hooking me up. Visit ExoraBB.com now to check out their incredible line of products. And as a listener of this podcast, you can save 15% on your first order by using the code GETTINGGROWN15. That's code GETTINGGROWN15 at IXORABB.com. ExoraBB.com. Quietly, your silhouette approaches me. A vision far too lovely to define. Hey, yeah. Tenderly, you take complete control of me. The feminine seduction of body, soul, and mind. Yeah, touch me and I feel your feminine Touch me, girl, you are the lady women want to be, yeah. Softly you move when you're making love to me. Love me every night with feminine, femininity. Oh, femininity. Thank you. Wow. Well, pull that, pull that out the hat. Eric Benet's femininity for those who didn't know. 
including me. I had no. You didn't idea. know Eric Benet's femininity. I have to tell you. So let me tell you a funny story. First of all, praise the Lord, niggas. Hey, hey, what's up? Hey, hey, what's um. Up? So I'm, I'm getting my nails done today, right? I surprised Tristan. Yes. I told him his birthday Happy gift. Happy birthday, Tristan! Yay! My <laughs> shorty is forty. Um, so now here. I can tell you all <laughs> what his gift is because I couldn't tell nobody because it was a surprise. But I got us tickets. We are flying to Atlanta this weekend to go see Young Jeezy perform. Thug Motivation 101, his very first album with the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra for a black tie affair. Listen, um, I saw the photos. Uh, everyone looked amazing. The both of you, you looked so good. And I know thank that this you, is going sister. to be such a high time and negative for, and I'm so happy for my brother. Um, and I know that you all are going to have a great time. I can't wait. We get to wear formal wear and grills. Like oh. what? So I got my nails done today. So I did a lace situation. Very nice. Is that a matte black? And a matte black. black. You know, it's I a live. matte black. You know, I live. You know, I live for so, a matte black. But, but, pro oh, tip. Oh. oh, yes. Um, Sometimes your matte can look a little lashy. Oh, after you yes. wash your hands and carrying on. Yes. So mm -hmm. make sure that you carry a little cuticle oil with you. Oh, yes. Okay? Yes. Okay. Thank you. I Good just tip. wouldn't Good want tip. Your, your matte to get ashy. No. Thank I you. I don't want to look like that. No, no. I like my little lace. She looked like henna. But um, <laughs> so so I have this this cute little Japanese lady who does my nails. Love her. Okay, mm -hmm. we have formed a bond. You know, she be putting something on. She had me watching uh, a Japanese movie today uh, on the Netflix. I'm sorry. No, it was Korean because she told me she goes, oh, the Japanese movies are not good. The All Koreans, right. though, they got it with the with the films. Mm -hmm. So. Um, she, she loves, loves to ask me questions like about myself and I found out her husband is black. So I think that's part of it. Yes. But, um, so she's asking me, so she's asking me about music or whatever. And so I was like, so what you listen to? And she was, uh, she asked me what I listened to. And then I said, what you listen to? And she was like, um, mostly like, um, old R&B. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, My like what girl? girl? <laughs> Wait, hold on, sis. Hold on. I know you Because ready. I want you to know my homegirl came, like, she is from Japan. Mm -hmm. She came here. She got married and came here. Okay. So, I said, what kind of, I said, who you like to listen to? She goes, mm, like, Joe. <laughs> It's Wait, and then she goes. <laughs> she said like Joe and like Eric Bennett, and I was like, oh, I was like, my girl, <laughs> Eric Bennett. <laughs> she said Joe and Eric Bennett, and I said, I live. Do you hear me? So I had to give y'all a little Eric Bennett, Eric for Bennett. the opening. Yes, femininity. Go ahead. If you know, you know. Go ahead. But yes, praise the Lord, niggas. How are you, sister? How you doing? How was your week? I know it was packed. It was packed. Work is in high gear. High, mm -hmm. high gear. But not in a bad way, in a in a good way. I think um I'm being stretched in 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 situating my skills in new environments and spaces and it's good, but it's you know, just that I'm I'm in that place of of uh, transition where you are recognize that you're in a new place but you want to do things differently like i don't want old habits mm -hmm. to start to uh operate so i'm trying to be very intentional about setting boundaries and um being transparent asking for help clarity those mm -hmm. kinds of things mm -hmm. um but i'm in the phase of the work 
where there's lots I have to be on in a way. So, you know, the researcher me is used to sort of sitting at my desk and dealing with my Excel sheets and Word documents on my own. Um, And in my former job, we would have meetings, but, you know, meeting days would sort of be once or twice a week. Now Mm -hmm. I'm having to talk a lot more and sort of be on and meet Mm -hmm. more. And so, you know, as an introvert, it is a bit of a a drain on my energy battery. (laughs) Um, Yes, that's fair. And so I'm trying to... You know, just roll with the punches of this of this new era and mm-hmm. and create spaces. I did. You would be proud to know. Maybe that I'll save this for my black woman self care. But I did sort of implement. A, I'm not going to open my laptop on Saturday. Rule. Yeah, save that for self care. Okay, but give yeah, us the deets. I'm doing self-care. well. I don't have any complaints. I am being sort of stretched, um, and I am enjoying that. I feel like I'm building new muscles, and you know. When you're mm-hmm. when you're strength training, sometimes it hurts before it feels good, but it's yes, a good hurt. yes, 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 like indeed. a like a growth spurt. Yes, indeed. You know, you get a little feverish. Like you get soreness. really yes. hungry and a soreness after yeah, you work sore. out. It's like okay, yeah, yep. I went hard today. Yes, so my body is drained, but I know that I put in the work, and I feel good about that. I love that, sis. How are you? I'm well. I am also. Um, stretched and tired mm-hmm. but um but but it's but like you said it's a it's a good thing it's like good things happening and it's good work happening and um also like you just trying to implement some rituals and and routines um that can stick mm. you know what i'm saying yes. and trying to that be just kind of yes. yeah just trying to be better like friend, less raggedy. I, friends my accountability partner and i gotta get on my accountability where I stretch before bed when I wake up and then reading a chapter of a book every night just to kind of keep the brain stimulated yes. um, where I'm not falling asleep to Bob's Burgers and shit. So that's a good uh, thing. <laughs> I, I was thinking about, and, you know, I'm also going and we maybe we can say this to self here because I would like to move toward um, a no phone policy just before bed. Yeah. Cause my, it's I'm, really the I've, best way I've for your come brain. Into this habit of like you know watching videos or looking at my feed, and you don't you don't realize it, but hours have passed and you've just been looking at that phone. I would like to get mm-hmm. to the place where, you know, the end of the night, the phone goes down this way, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't bother yep. it no more. Yeah, I try to keep mine. I put it in a specific place. I have to keep it near because it's my alarm. Same. But I, you know, I, I don't let it be like right there, right there. Right. And I'm like, all right, let's, you know, I put that little yellow light shit on it at the end. That at don't 7 even, o'clock and you know, my and, mind don't even pay know, that no attention. They don't pay it no mind like, girl, whatsoever. <laughs> but I, I try not to look at the Instagram right. or, you know, whatever before, before I'm, I'm going, going to, to bed. I'm going to implement some Instagram boundaries in my life, I think. I think no Instagram after Midnight. And TV, like I some some nights I'm like okay, boom, turn it and la- like last night I said turn I turned it off and like before I could fall asleep to it, I turned it off and was like, let your mind kind of rest before it falls asleep. Mm-hmm. You know, We're talk to spirit, better. say say better. what you need out yes. loud. We trying, man. We're we trying. Better. And look, you got a homemade re- medicine ball recipe, so all that talking, all that talking, you can you get to balance it out by cre- by making your own. I'm going to make <laughs> some tea. I'm going to make some tea tonight and sort of wind my body down after we finish recording. Mm-hmm. 
maybe watch one. Oh, of I have shows. a lovely nighttime tea blend recipe coming for you all uh, in Patreon in the next couple of weeks, actually, on how to make your own really nice nighttime blend and also a really nice morning blend as well. So just stay tuned for that. That is coming your direction. But I think we shall head over to the trash, shall we not? Yes, we shall. Let's do it. Basura, basura, cha, 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 cha. Lots of basura this week, actually. Um, so I came across a picture oh, today, oh, and and I was disturbed myself before I even read the comments of all the other people who were disturbed. Taraji Uh-oh. was out in Bali at one of Russell Simmons quote-unquote retreats now don't that man live in bali because he's a fugitive because he's a rapist Mm -hmm. yeah that's what it is and so she was out in, in 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 bali you know just cuddled up just forehead to cheek at the retreat and he was like she is Just, you know, I've always been a fan, but her spirit is so pure and without judgment. Why? Russell Simmons? With Russell Simmons. With Russell Simmons. And see, as the young aunties that we are, sometimes the bit of older aunties, our little Gen X block right there. And I'm not going to speak for everybody because I know there's a whole good gaggle of you with a good head on your shoulders as well. But there's also a great bunch who love to support this, this the support men and and patriarchy and and misogyny and all kinds of things and under the veil of like we have to support black men because they're downtrodden, and there's a way for us to support black men, but also hold people accountable when they are awful, horrible people such as rapists. Like, do better. Stop pardoning the niggas in the family. Stop pardoning the niggas who have egregiously their business. The nigga is in Bali because he can't come to the United States. Oh, Lordy. Come on, man. What you doing? Well, this is just... And everybody's like, oh, oh, free think, or I'm a free thinker. Go to hell. You sound crazy as shit. That's not free thinking. You're being an asshole right now. You're being willfully ignorant. And you're supporting shit that ain't right. And you're not going to sit up here and make me seem like I'm some follower, some some little snail following behind somebody's little trail or whatever the fuck because you choose to go mingle and dingle with, with, with idiots. Hmm. I- and nasty people. I'm just grateful that I didn't uh, know. Yeah. I didn't know most of this. <laughs> like I just, I ran I across the so picture today. I had no knowledge of any of these things. You know, Monday is my trash day, so I got to be finding shit. And I was like, ah, what is this? But you know what? She also remember she she put that crazy shit out there about Bill Cosby and all that. So, you know. Oh dear. Can't be that surprised. In more problematic news, we touch on it a bit later as well. And I know it's everywhere, all over the place. But Krishan and Blueface. 
I wish they would just leave me alone. They're expecting a child. And I wonder <sighs> if you can call CPS in utero. <laughs> I am so concerned for a innocent, helpless child to be brought up in that environment and situation. I also saw today that she was on a red carpet somewhere swinging on her former stylist. Like, pregnant. What? Oh, come on, girl. So I just don't... I, I too, am fearful and worried about the safety of this child already because she... Yeah. She is... She is out here. So I think I want to call the episode CPS in utero. <laughs> I just wonder. <laughs> like, I just, I'm like, I'm like, can we, is there a preventative plan that we can do like ahead of time? Is this something to get to? Can we free this? Because this is not, this, this just, this can't be. This can't be. Oh, God. Anyway, let's just move right on along. Um, a fan fell from the balcony at a Drake I concert saw that, at the Apollo. And I tweeted earlier that I need to understand. I too was how? wondering if you would be able to provide me with answers. I said that, I'm and sorry. I was hoping. Let me check my tweet and see if anybody responded to me, because I was like, I need to understand how that young man. Fell. Now I will say there was no major uh, injuries. Uh, everybody is all right. So. That is just so Nobody that is out to, there. I mean, and I but would. But how the fuck? Listen, and listen, for context, those of you who have not ever been inside the Apollo Theater, the ceilings are high. There are. There As are fuck. Two balconies. From what I understand, he fell from the first mezzanine, but that's still a good ways down. <laughs> that's still. But also, what were you doing? I don't because. Know. I don't know. I don't. Did the balcony give out? No. What were you I actually? What were you doing? There's video of someone who was in the orchestra seats and recording the stage, and you literally saw this man fall in front of their camera. And he fell. I don't think he fell like on people. He fell into an aisle, from what it looked oh. like. But either way, it was just like, how? What happened? What were you doing? Were you wilding up there? What were you doing? I don't know. But it is very much like, what? <laughs> and I mean, from what I understand, Drake and them, they all stopped the concert like, okay, wait they a second. Did. What? Wait a what? second. <laughs> like, what the I'm fuck sorry, is what? going on? What? Which, uh, fuck Drake. But also, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just saw a picture Drake. of his mama at the concert. Why she? <laughs> I was, and the gag is. Babs. I thought I thought that it was Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> Period. I promise. When I when I saw the picture, I was like, "Well, which one of the Olsen twins is that?" And I read it and was like, "Oh Lord, that's Drake's mother. My God. Now that is really something." Woo! Make sure y'all watch the Patreon because oh, our guest oh, helps us to helps us. Oh. We walk through some things that we can do. To keep Ooh. our black from cracking. Skin care oh my tips. God. Okay? Oh, my God. That just hurt my stomach. My Lord. But in any case, okay. I hope that young man... I think it was a young man. He's fine. It was no... It was no... Okay. There's no no uh, fatal, the video no fatalities. Of him, uh, they was walking him out. I said, well, he got up and walked out, and he was on his phone. I said, now that was the problem. He should have probably fell off. 
messing with that phone. But I know I sound like my mama, so I'm gonna shut up. No, but but what the fuck were you doing on the phone for you to fall over a whole balcony? There's a whole railing there. Like I'm not understand. I I, I do not understand stunned. the logistics. I'm stunned. I don't understand the logistics. I'm really stunned by the make by it make sense. Happened. It is really odd. It's very troubling. Um, I want to send love to the victims and the families of, uh, I think it was 10 killed, 10 or 11 killed um, in Monterey Park for a Lunar New Year celebration. Um, It's just awful. It's just awful. And when they're trying to have a celebration, a cultural celebration, and this was not a racially motivated celebration. Situation. Okay, we do uh, know but, that for sure. We know that for sure. Well, the shooter was a 72-year-old um, what? Chinese man who, it was. It happened at a dance center, and it was a 72-year-old Chinese man of the community who frequented the dance center wow. uh, for years, actually, and was known for not having a pleasant disposition and, you know, many other things, but... Uh, he, he, you know, he was the the. It was a twenty, I think, a twenty nine year old, um, who's a relative of the. I mean, he's a relative uh, of the people who own the dance center. He is the one who wrestled the gun out of the gunman's hand, um, and yeah. But there were still ten fatalities, I believe, and then the gunman himself. Um, uh, I don't know what the. Mm. proper term for that is so i'm just gonna leave it alone but yeah he unalived himself that's what they that's what it is so um so yeah i just want to send love to the to the victims and the family of those victims um such a devastating unnecessary tragedy um also in other news because we really do need some mental health assistance for a lot of individuals out there. There's not enough help. A woman by the name of Angela Baxter, who happens to be the mother of singer Sammy, um, was shooting at cars. I don't know what the reason was, and but I'm I can only assume that there was it, it was some sort of mental health crisis, and she ended up killing a 27-year-old black woman by the name of Nakeba Collier um, with who leaves behind two young children. So we want to send love to the family of Nakeba Collier, her children, and those who she left behind. Uh, And it's just, we just need so much assistance, especially within our community. Um, We need so much mental health assistance. We really do. And we don't do our... And I, this is I'm not saying this is the case for their family because I can't speak on what their specific case is. But I know that wholly as a people, we don't do enough to focus on our mental health. Uh, and we've we've got to be more intentional about that. Mm. It could it, it could really change the trajectory of so many things if we would just have to call things things and also address those issues, you know, so um Unfortunately, a life was lost and two young babies are without their mother now. So um, we'll end the trash on a happy note Mm, please, or some kind of note. 
Beyonce had a secret concert in Dubai. What the fuck? Was it a secret? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. Were I just knew that it was, I know that she got paid $24 million uh, to do this Why concert. is that known? I'm know. just so curious. Well, I don't know if I know that, but that's what the internet is saying. I don't know how true that is. Okay, okay. Um, wow. So who was allowed to attend this concert? I feel like there were people who knew about it because, I mean, you know, the celebs were there. I saw, okay. like, you know, uh, Nia Long was there. Okay. Uh, Bazoma St. John was there. Okay. Uh, Kat, there were many cast members of the of, of Black Panther, too. Letitia Wright wow. was there, and so was Winston Duke. Um, and, you know... There were people posting their looks. I saw lots of people posting their looks of things they were. So I think that there were was like the the A list celebrity people who could afford to go were there. I believe. Um, okay. Um, okay. There were so so yes. Uh, I wonder if well, I should say I also hope. I hope that this is some indication that the queen is coming. <sighs> well, I hope so because you know. Apparently, like niggas won't make plans or move forward yes, with life until the all, concert is an, is announced. Is, our credit cards are waiting with bated breath. Yeah, so I guess you know, come on, Beyonce, come with it, like, because come with it. This girl. is starting to get a little inconsiderate. Yeah. I know nobody wants to say it, but I don't I'll you go know? Ahead I'm and like, say girl, it. don't you know that we're waiting on? We're waiting. And we've been waiting. Like people girl, are literally waiting. putting their lives on hold for you. I mean, and like you have vacation. released a whole album with no visuals, no nothing. I'm gonna leave you alone. I'm gonna leave you fully alone about that because you know what? That is your business. But what I will say is, everybody knows that you're doing a show behind this, and so you've got to give niggas some kind of like some kind of something. Can everybody can't just stop, drop, and roll. Like you got to give niggas a little bit of wiggle room Please. for something. Beyonce, come on, man. Like I know you've never, you don't know what Microsoft Excel is, you nor <laughs> Kelly nor Michelle, and I know you've never had to clock in. I know you've never had to punch a clock. No. I know you, you've never had to fill out a timesheet. You know, and I understand all of that fully. I'm, I fully understand it. But at the same time, I need you to have a little bit of empathy for niggas who have to count the days when their rent is due. We are trying. Or their mortgage. Like, Please. come on. I'm just saying. Humble your weave. So, um, <laughs> that is the trash. <laughs> That's the trash. And I think we should go ahead and get on over into a shout out. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta. At eBay, it's real or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scopes of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their field with meticulous eyes making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel, the weight of pure platinum, exquisite scent of 
Togo leather, the tight stitching of a pair of dunks, and the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royals will always be on point. The details, inspected, the fakes, rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Right now, Alright y'all It's time for a shout out While it's Armageddon outside And <laughs> And we have a listener submission this week And I thought it was very appropriate Especially given our um, Pre-show last week And some of our conversation So and you'll see why sis They write Hey Dr. Key and Chef Jade Let me start by saying I love y'all And thank you for the work that you do Thank you. I loved listening to each of your perspectives on hair in the pre-show this week. I think it highlighted how uniquely important hair is in the black community and the generational differences in approach. One of my mentors, Dr. Afia, let me make sure I say this right, Mbilishaka, I think I said that right, is a clinical psychologist and hairstylist in the D.C. area who created Psychotherapy a global mental health and hair movement that uses hair as an entry point into mental health care. She's done research on the psychology of black hair and our trauma surrounding it. She also addresses mental health resources in in our community through psychotherapy certification program for professionals such as hairstylists and barbers that will teach them the history of our hair as well as counseling techniques to use with clients highlighting the often therapeutic relationship we have with our stylists Mm. her website is the same as her instagram which is psychotherapy.com she's doing amazing work and i think she would be a great person to expand the hair conversation with and so we thank you for sending that shout out in we're going to make sure that we post that link in the description box how timely um and a really important conversation actually mm-hmm. right because there's there's a lot of different opinions and traumas and so many things around our hair you know uh from how the outside world treats us based off of the type of hairstyles that we hold to how some of us act within our own community um by using terms such as good hair mm. <laughs> so I think this is a, a really awesome, awesome site to check out. And I want to check it out a little bit further as well. But that's psychotherapy.com. Link will be in the description box. And with that being said, let's move on to this kitchen table talk. Let's do it. This week's kitchen table talk is brought to you by the Tabitha Brown for Target vegan food and kitchen collection. Tabitha Brown brightens days like no one else. Now, the actress, vegan, and social media phenomenon is partnering with Target to bring the world more vibrance, candor, and joy. With delightful everyday favorites for the kitchen and pantry, her latest limited-time collection will bring love to every gathering. Vegan eating isn't boring if you have a little fun with it. Try new and unexpected recipes and experiment with ingredients you've never tried. Whether you're looking for a meatless Monday dinner idea or challenging yourself to a plant-based January, this collection makes eating vegan easy and delicious. Tab says, good food, good mood. The Tabitha Brown for Target Vegan Food and Kitchen Collection is available now at Target and Target.com for a limited time only. Welcome back to the kitchen table, ladies, gents, family, friends. We're excited because, as I stated on the pre-show, we are in the company of a legend. 
an oh, icon. Oh, buddy. <laughs> and I cannot help but stand. Because I believe it was, what was it, 2000? I was watching, I was I was a freshman in college watching the real world New Orleans. <laughs> and I remember distinctly telling my mom that there's a black girl on the show and she's my friend. Because <laughs> I just feel like she needs a friend because they have her in this house with these crazy white people and she's by herself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so since that time, I have been supporting you from oh. a distance <laughs> and just like we have got to rally. We've got to be behind her because she's alone. <laughs> we cannot have Doing her the work. by herself Doing the work. out here. With okay. these I, I digress. We are well, excited to welcome the one and only Melissa Beck to the kitchen table. Hi, Melissa. Hi. Hi. So much for having me. I have been looking so forward to this conversation. Um, you know, I've been knowing Jade for a minute, and then I just met you at Christmas yeah. party. So, like, mm-hmm. you're my friend. Yes. So, you know, this is a true kitchen table talk because oh man, we're gonna have a time. And truth be told, Key is the one who asked for you. I did. If I'm being perfectly not honest. even you. Not even. Well, you. I don't even mean. I don't even mean it like that. I mean, raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> giving raggedy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just shut up. Okay. Where's Warren Sapp when you need him? <laughs> okay, okay. If you don't know who I Melissa Beck is, you're, uh, you've been living under a rock. But Melissa Beck, you know, is one of our, listen, here, out here, all the way from the reality, what was that? Was, that was 2000, right? That was 2000. So you, mm-hmm. 2000, the reality show New Orleans, you lived in the house with seven strangers. Mm-hmm. Yep. You were waiting. I remember, and we talked about that bag of rice. I just knew mm-hmm. then. I knew immediately. I said, this is my kind of people. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. If you'd like to-, to know the un, uh, uh, unedited version of what we said about that bag of rice, you must subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so catch us up, Melissa. What's going on with you? How um, are you? How are um, things? What's going on in your life? You know, um... It's 2023, a new year, new me. Mm-hmm. I hate a journey, but I'm on one. You know, mm-hmm. I've joined the little gym. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate a journey, too. Is that why we friends? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I don't like it. Like, why does it have to be a journey? But I am on one. You know, I joined the little gym. You know, same old me. I got three kids. I'm living on Long Island. I'm married. You know, same old. Same OG. Even though I got my own CD. Come on, Genuine. <laughs> and she was on TV. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I can only be me, me. So I don't know where I want to start. I remember last year we talked about this because I watched the reunion down to the down to the Amazon Prime. What's that? Yes. No, it was uh, a Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Yeah. Yep. And I said then. I said, Melissa is still out here doing the work, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> still out here. And I mean, 20 years later, and this is what, it was yep. so good to me because this is what happens, right? White people read a book and a half and feel like they've done the work, right? But don't really recognize the ways in which they are Do. are still dangerous and violent. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And unknowingly so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, so tell me a little, tell us a little bit about what that, what the reunion was like. Um, uh, did you instantly want to do it or did they have to like, did they have to like beg and plead? Listen, <laughs> they, you to come th- back. there was some convincing, um, <laughs> because you know, I, I did the show and it, 
in 2000 and it was a two-sided experience. So while it was life-changing in very Mm -hmm. many good ways, it was also, I was so young and I appreciate that you called it doing, doing the work. I was so young, just existing Mm -hmm. as me saying the things Mm -hmm. that I would say in a conversation about these things to where I couldn't have understood or comprehended the impact of those conversations. And even in 2000, when those Mm -hmm. conversations seemed like they were groundbreaking, 22 whole years later, we're still Mm -hmm. having them and fleshing them out and like Mm -hmm. getting nearer to the root of that conversation. So, you know, I, I had to represent a lot of things as the female person of color who I myself was trying to figure out my identity. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's biracial. You know how much. <laughs> she's a biracial girl. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, know, you know how much trepidation uh, there is when you present ambiguously, as mm. as some of us do, but also are, you know, pro-black um mm-hmm. it, it it can ruffle feathers on either side of the aisle so i didn't know that i was well i was just being me right mm-hmm. and these conversations were happening around me and i was kind of facilitating the conversations but they were like healthy conversations to me mm-hmm. but they were met at that time because nobody right. was ready they were mm-hmm. met with mm-hmm. such weird vitriol towards me and i was such a polarizing character then people don't and, and it was you either got the funny, you know, likable version or, you know, on some of the other episodes, I was, you know, always talking about race. Oh, my gosh, it's so annoying. But for black girls, for, uh, you know, Asians or anybody non-white, they were like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that happens to me. I get that's that. Exactly. I respect that 100 yeah. percent. So they weren't mm-hmm. mad about it. But people felt mm-hmm. uncomfortable about that conversation. And then I was the root of that discomfort. And it was like, why can't she just be fun? And it was like, motherfucker, because someone just said the N-word. Which, yeah. I don't, which, which part's fun about that shit? Like, what you want me to do? Yeah. <laughs> or I got this big tooth white girl doing the most. Like, what you want me to... I'll say it. I know she, <laughs> Melissa won't. She's diplomatic and dignified. But I'm not. And so... <laughs> Well, now that that's established. (laughs) But anyway, um, cut to 2022, 2021, Mm -hmm. whatever, the end of 2021, they they, they revisited the show, which I had no, I was minding my business. I was on Long Island minding my half black ass business. I was not, you you know, I had no intention of going back on TV and they started these conversations of like, should we do this? And I was just like, no, (laughs) no, because I had spent so much time and it's hard for people to understand because it's like, it was so long ago. What do you mean? But when it's a formative time in your life and you are defined by that and you are now in a time Mm -hmm. capsule and you are forever that person, you have to kind of compartmentalize 2000. Imagine your 22 year old self being filmed no, 24 hours a day and having people, and even if it was lovingly and having people remember that specific time of your life, 
pre-dental. <laughs> you ain't have your teeth right yet. You know? Nobody was talking shit about your teeth. But I we know they would have been... I, if I, I was on TV, I mean, I, it would have been... Prostitution! <laughs> <laughs> I was living my best life. <laughs> That's all um, I'll say about that. I just remember, <laughs> I remember you getting a haircut. I was so excited by your haircut. Yes! Your haircut remember? was legendary, honey. And that, that was before was, it was called was. The Big Chop. Yeah. Remember uh-huh. that? Uh-huh. That was crazy. Uh-huh. That was crazy. And I really I thought I was doing something. Thing. I thought I was really doing like a Halle Berry. I thought it, I thought I was in your in your kerchief, like cause that ne- that legendary I really, neck scarf. I thought that I was doing it. around the neck. I I thought I was like, you know, I thought I really looked I thought it was a Halle Berry look. <laughs> On TV, it looked more John Leguizamo, but that's okay. We got through that shit. It was giving Rob Schneider, but that's okay. <laughs> also, also Filipino excellence. Um, oh, he is yeah. Filipino. <laughs> um, you know what they say about Filipinos? Got to catch it on the pre-show. <laughs> um, but anyway... They, they invited us back to the show. Mm-hmm, yeah, it took mm-hmm, some convincing, mm-hmm. but it also was kind of a thing where it was like, you know, I went on to the show the first time around and, and the money wasn't right. So now I've had to live this life as this person, but I I don't have snooky money. I'm trying to understand mm-hmm. what happened here. Mm-hmm, and so it's a new time. Mm-hmm, it's a new time. Mm-hmm. We're streaming, we're this and that. And, and it was COVID. And if you need me to come up out my house. It's going to cost you. Correct. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it was a cute, it was a wonderful check. Loved it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Paid these teeths mm-hmm. right off. <laughs> <laughs> In full, cut the check, cut the check. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, it was a great no, experience. That's right. It was a, it was really nice to reconnect. Highly um, Cause we had, we had um, lost touch for all those years. And it was also just really cool to see old footage mm. of me having like saying mm. things that like I don't remember that I said, but I obviously said them because there it was on the tape. Mm-hmm. Run the tape back. They had the bean footage, and I was just like, "Wow!" So um, it was great. I I I I think it, and it was also such a nice little neat closure. You know, mm. it was like mm-hmm. it was one of those things. You know, when you 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 do something, you're like, "Man, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have said that, or I wish I had you know." more time and space to explain X, Y, and Z. It was a way for me to do that. And now I'm back up in my mm-hmm. house on Long Island, back to minding my business. It was a great experience. It was a cute little check. And now, you know. I felt that. I felt that when you when you had that moment, uh, and I guess, I don't know what the, what the correct phrase, like when you broke the fourth wall and said, this is not happening, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. We're not. Mm-hmm. I, I was so excited in that moment because I felt from you that it was like, this is grown up Melissa speaking up for baby Melissa. Mm. Yes. It was like one of those moments mm-hmm. where it's like, I didn't know that I could have done this back then, but I know that I could do this now. Yes. And me Absolutely. and my purse are not going to sit around and listen to this. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what, just, you were very Aretha Franklin about that bag, <laughs> honey. And I was with this, it. Underneath this arm and she saw him tying this. I'm going upstairs, and I said, "I know." I was on my couch, like, "I know that's right. I know that's right." You know what I'm it playing was? Playing with these people. You know what it was? Uh, it, it, your person go. It's so, it was so it was so important because the first time around, while all of those things were important and they were, um, and I said them, 
they still were not packaged in such a way that you got the full picture picture right. of what I meant because they were still framed as <clears throat> me being the person that was inviting uncomfortable conversation and then walking out of a room when that's not right. what happened. Right. I was inviting, right. you know, I wanted to be intellectually stimulating in a motherfucker. I wasn't right. trying to have a fight. I was trying to help you understand. Mm-hmm. I was trying to help you be better. And How it was about I the accountability. Villain? It was like it was it holding was. people accountable for the things you that they wouldn't say. have had to have the conversations if the actions hadn't been done. Right. But then I was framed as kind of like this annoying race obsessed person. And no, I'll take that back. That's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. I received mm-hmm. that from mm-hmm. the world at the time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I say it took convincing, I, t- I had to take a long time to figure out how to process those feelings, but also, um, you know, sharpen how it is that I talk about race juxtaposed with my presentation and how I want to take that into the world as my real self. And so when you say doing the work, that's, that's the thing that I'm talking about. I just was like, if I come back to this, I want to do it like authentic as fuck with Mm -hmm. how I would really say it, how Mm -hmm. it would really happen in a real place so that you person behind the camera, you person watching the TV show, understood what I said because I said what I said. You know what I mean? And I didn't have that power before because I was Mm. young and I didn't know any better and I really wanted to be on TV. You know what I'm saying? Right. But there was so much value and not just about race. There was so much value about young people coming to terms with, you know, uh, uh, homophobia, young people coming to Mm -hmm. terms with religious oppression. Uh, Mm -hmm. um, There were so many things that we could have discussed there um that you didn't have the tools and the voice until way later so it was like such a gift to go back 22 years later and be like ain't shit changed but it's a a little Mm -hmm. smoother it's a little smarter Mm -hmm. you know now how do you have those conversations within your household because you're (laughs) raising three daughters who are not black presenting Mm -hmm. so how and i so i i can imagine you know but they got a nigga ass granddaddy (laughs) and (laughs) and a very candid mother (laughs) so we're gonna call things things here or get grow is shorty shorty that is melissa's daddy i have sat in a room i've sat in a room with him and his sandals and he is a nigga To his core. I mean, the quintessence of a black man. If you're ever wondering how black men show up in spaces. Um, Shorty is a wonderful example. But you do have children who don't who don't present as black. So how do you how do you have those conversations with them? And, And here's what I'll say. And it's it's really simple. And I've 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 taken it down. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my children are Jewish, black, Filipino. <clears throat> they mm-hmm. each present very differently. The baby, yes, they do. The baby looks Israeli but brownish. The middle yeah. one looks Asian, but she's blackish. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even. She, it, she's in her spirit. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> yes, and then she is. My teen is, you know, very much uh, white presenting. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
But my thing is this, um, I've instilled in them that, you know, cause I'm half black and my, I can't imagine a world in which a person is half black, but not pro black. Mm. Mm. So around mm-hmm, here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're pro black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and there, there are going to be hard conversations. You're going to overhear things that you don't like. And, and around here, we're the MTA. You see something, you say something. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't ever want my children to feel like they have to diminish a part of me to get along in the world or diminish a part of their mm-hmm. grandfather to get along in the world. And that's, that's, mm-hmm. and that's where I, I know to, um, I, we had been talking, I had jokingly come up with Kia thought it was real. I had jokingly come up with, <laughs> cause I felt like there was, <laughs> a need, but it, and it is, it is. I had jokingly, I had oh, jokingly absolutely. come up with BRPR, but it really is a way to live in the world by racial public relations. There is a way that, you know, biracial people who are either ambiguously presenting or, you know, you know, are clearly <coughs> half black, half whatever. And let them know where where that came from as well. What because we were touching on it, but we said we was gonna bring it back. Um Merkel. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand mm. being half black but not pro black. That's really where that's the root of it. That's where it came from. Mm. For anybody. Well, I think for a lot of people, I think that well, I don't want to say for a lot of people. I will say for myself that um <laughs> you know, I I never I think a lot of there's there's an assumption that having black identity in some way or in any way um, absolves you from being anti-black or makes you automatically pro-black. And what I was saying a lot of people, I think that when I, I meant, like, I think many people assume that having black identity yes. sort of connects you to blackness, black culture, black identity in a way, but that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I made that assumption and just, because mm-hmm. I guess in my world, like you, Melissa, I never would imagine that you could have black identity or black heritage in any way and not sort of own that um, joyfully promote Mm -hmm. that or, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, move in ways that celebrate and uplift that, that aspect of who you Mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have learned recently, and I think, you know, celebrities are just one, one way to look at it. But I, I, I think one of the things that excited me most about having you here is, sort of talking about that because I, I don't have any biracial identity. I'm just as black as black gets, but have, have had have been in proximity with, with mixed race people. Um, and just have been curious around your experience, like did coming up or being on TV or being sort of forced to sort of have these conversations in a public platform, did that make you think about your race in ways that you don't, that that you might not have had you not been on the real world, like is this something that biracial people sit around and think about? Listen, um, at all. Okay, first of all, biracial people people would be lying if they if they said that they don't think about it. But but what you have to understand is some biracial, and I won't say all. And, and and I'll preface this with, 
there's no right or wrong way to be biracial. I'm not the fucking, right. you know, uh, biracial uh, rule maker, you yeah. know? I mean, you should follow I would my argue, rules. But, but, you would argue. Well, you well, would, I would argue there is a, a wrong maker. way. There's yeah, a wrong there's way a to wrong be right. Way. Well, the, oh, yeah. Wrong yeah, is there well. is. Okay. There's a wrong way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I'm going to preface it with technically. <laughs> You know, Fair. There, there's a there's a thing called the biracial bill of rights. We've for beautiful biracial butterflies, where you are allowed to present as you want to present. It can change day to day. Um, you mm. you 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 can be both or none or all. Um, you don't have to have your interests do not shape whether or not you um, identify as one or the other. There's, there's all kinds of things. You can Google it. It's actually a document someone made called the biracial bill of rights. I think that it's, um, you know, it's, it's biracial one Oh one, but it's not advanced <laughs> level. Um, <laughs> but I will say that it, 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 it really, and this is where, this is where I, I have the, benefit of having had a black parent mm. that mm-hmm. was very intentional and mm. specific about how mm. I see the world despite how people see me. And mm-hmm. so listen, every biracial person has to figure out for themselves how they want to navigate uh, black and white space. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they want to, um, whether or not they want to be the person that uh, is willing to have uncomfortable conversations. But my thing is, is like, it's not an uncomfortable conversation if it's just a conversation. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm, hadn't said mm-hmm. that dumb shit, we wouldn't be uncomfortable. So, huh? Exactly. How is it my fault? Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, but I will say, like, I, I, I do get. Uh, it's a, it's a weird nuanced, um, conversation that's hard to have because at any given turn, there are landmines. There are some Mm -hmm. ways that you will be perceived, you know, like there are, I'll say there are, there are black people in the world right now that don't think that I, you know, uh, live a black experience and that's fair, but also Mm -hmm. what they believe about me is not my concern you know Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. you don't you don't know how i came up you don't know you know what i've seen you don't know that i my brother is a black man he is perceived in the world as a black man i have seen him treated Mm -hmm. as a black man my father is a black man my sister jade knows my sister we my sister is clearly you know half black to me she looks you know she's not ambiguous in the way that i am but Somehow, mm-hmm. some way, we have similar mannerisms. We look alike in it mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. a weird way. Um, I mean, I think she looks like the Jets. You know, the Jets. <laughs> I've got a crush on you. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> she does. Um, but anyway, I, 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 I have grown up in an environment and in a place where black was celebrated and mm-hmm. and and. And at no time was I ever given the message that I should feel ashamed. I'm talking about in my own home. 
Now, when you send your child, you send your biracial child out into the world and they get other messages and, and they say, I don't like the way that feels. So I'm going to suppress this piece of me to make it easier because mm-hmm. there are some right. biracial mm-hmm. people who walk around in the world and they, they welcome the erasure of their blackness. Yeah. I was not mm-hmm. raised in a space where that was allowed. So that's why I talk about these things. Cause I'm not uncomfortable talking about them because they're real. This is real shit that we all have to have conversations about. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you stay connected in that? Because you are as, as your friend, I can say, you know, there ain't no questions about how Melissa identifies. Um, how do you how do you stay connected to that to your blackness culturally in the environment that you're in? And you know, so and we all so also I think a, a, another interesting part of the conversation is you've converted to Judaism because of because of your marriage or in in you know however that is supposed to be said. Um, and I know there are black Jews. We've actually gotten hit up by somebody recently. So I know that's not necessarily a race thing, but just being in the environment that you're in mm-hmm. and with these different things around it, how do you stay connected in that way? Um, I have to, again, intention. I, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've, I say this to my husband all the time. I'm like, imagine you were in an environment, in a space where mm-hmm. you could not uh, be gregarious, where you could not um, feel free in who mm-hmm. you were in your identity because there were no mm-hmm. Jews around you. There mm-hmm. was no common mm-hmm. food. There was no common language. Mm-hmm. There was no common um, uh, practice. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you feel mm-hmm. naked? Wouldn't you feel yeah. lonely? Wouldn't you feel sad? I'm like, that's mm-hmm. how it feels for me sometimes. So mm-hmm. you have to understand that I have to actively seek out. And that's the thing. That's the thing that I think that people misunderstand. I have to, I, you know, obviously I have my family, you know, my, mm-hmm. my blood family, but I actively seek out that mm-hmm. connection because you can't, you can't make that up. You can't, you, you have to go to it. You have to find it in the same way that I do for being Filipino. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I will, I see a Filipino and that's, you know, I'm Filipino excellence. I will find them. I've, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and I also just, for me, I, 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 I'm very specific and I can feel I can feel Mm -hmm. when I'm operating in a space that someone doesn't want me to be the thing that Mm -hmm. I am, then that's not the space for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like if you need Mm -hmm. me to diminish all the pieces of me, so like, like, you know, it'll, and it'll be little things, you know, we've Mm -hmm. all experienced these microaggressions. Well, you're not really like that or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I I shut that down. We're not doing that. What what was that? Mm -hmm. What are we, Mm -hmm. what are you talking about? So like, Without getting too, you know, specific about <clears throat> how it is you've been here, you get mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, I, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So it. I do. I be. I be stomping right up in Melissa's house, just bringing all <laughs> kinds of <laughs> wretchedness, all kinds of niggery niggery. <laughs> I do. I do. Right into the. Front she be door. like. She's like. There's two mothers here for the play day, and I'm like, okay, bet, cool. I'll be there at thirty. <laughs> no. Oh, she's teasing. She's teasing. No, I have. It's I good. Have it's a good time. I have wonderful. She does beautifully. Um, Colorful, you know, spiritually arranged. curated. Mm-hmm. experiences for the children mm-hmm. for the mothers <laughs> yes um yes it's never an uncomfortable position or situation or any of that actually mm-hmm. so, like jade doesn't if she's coming over here she doesn't have to go who all gonna be there she doesn't have to do right, it because girl no. I re- come on now <laughs> i do I it anyway just in my nature but <laughs> that kind of intention i think is i feel like that that i feel like you take that kind of a you're just that an intentional person i feel like you're intentional about all things in that way especially yes. as it relates to your peace <laughs> yes your, and the things that is that is that a function of is that like age is that like sort of like what is that like how like you are very secure in who you are. You know exactly what you want or what you don't want, what you like, what you don't like. Is that something that comes with time or experience or both? You know what? I want to say happy birthday, first of all. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome to your 40th year of life. Um, it feels crazy. It's wonderful. You know why? Because as you, 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 you get there, you start approaching in your 30s and 40s. You get to a space where you only put your body where you want your body to be. That's it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and you only feel what you want to feel. So when I say I live with intention, like why why am I putting myself in positions where I'm worried about someone might say something racist? Yeah. I'm I'm not in there. What what mm-hmm. place is that? Mm-hmm. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Why would I entertain mm-hmm. that shit? We're not doing mm-hmm. that. What are you crazy? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, you get to a space where I, I need to feel whole and peaceful everywhere I am. I don't, if it's not working for me, then it's, it, mm-hmm. it, and that's okay. It doesn't yes. happen. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like there's no, there's mm-hmm. no offense to anybody if you don't like it. If you don't like how we're doing things around here, you don't got to come again. And it is, it's like, there's just, there's, so, there's so little time to waste on mm-hmm. discomfort mm-hmm. Yeah. like that. So that, that, yes. that's what it is, but it does take time. It does take age because there's, there's also always going to be that little tiny people pleaser inside of you mm-hmm. that wants to give chances to things and experiences and people that don't serve you. But after a mm. while, you'd be like, I, I am like so tired. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm building that muscle. COVID actually helped in that regard. Yes. Um, I, I found a peace here. Um, in my solitude sometimes or just in my skin or in my space and I'm okay. Like, you know, and I no longer really feel, I used to question that. Well, is there something wrong with me? I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be that. I don't want to be antisocial. I don't know. All that is over. It's just like, I am most what? comfortable here and this is where I'm going to stay. Like, yep. like, yeah. Yes. I'm not feeling it tonight, guys. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> and, that is, and being okay with just being honest about that. And I think about mm-hmm. all of the times, so many times in my 20s, and I went to things, I went places I did not want to go. I stayed for much longer than I wanted to be there. Why? Because I didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings or I didn't want to be that girl that was always. But now I'm just like, I don't want to go. 
Y'all have a good time. Yeah. I'll yep. see you next time. Yeah. Or I won't. And you don't have to explain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to. That's I'm, I'm, I just don't want to. And that's, that's, that's the beauty of getting older is that you create your obligations. Mm-hmm. You don't decide for me mm-hmm. that just because I didn't hang out at the X, Y, and the Z that now I don't get to. Okay, well then y'all have fun with that. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I don't know. I don't experience a FOMO. I don't have I don't, that. None of that. I yeah, don't have no, that. Good. I don't have that <laughs> at I, all. I don't. I mean, you know, there is a there is a weird gray area with especially how we consume other people's lives mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. on social media and wherever mm-hmm. where you're like oh you know i could have if i had this access i could have done that or whatever where you're comparing but then also with older age you learn to be so thankful like i am like of course i have you know aspirations and wishes that i i, I want to fulfill and stuff but at the end of the day like i have my health yes what i got my kids Yes. Beautiful, mm. lovely little people that I'm shaping into beautiful, mm-hmm. lovely little people. I got, mm-hmm. I got, I, I, my husband's really cute. Like, he is. I want to, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Darling. Like, hey. I'm, you know. Justin Beck ain't bad looking. He ain't bad looking. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't be worried about your birthday party. I got Gimo. Glad I missed out. <laughs> You know, like there's so many good, there's such good shit. There's such good shit to be happy about. That like, why am I going to add cancer to my body being worried about shit that literally doesn't matter? The lights are on. There's food in our stomach. I'm warm up in here. Could I have nicer things? Sure. Could I work a little harder? Probably. But, (laughs) you know, in due time. I just, Mm -hmm. as you get older, you just, that thing where you don't give a fuck is so refreshing it's a beautiful <laughs> it's a beautiful place it's, it's like a beautiful fucking place McDonald's to be mcdonald's sprite jesus yes. i love it here mm, crispy crispy it is mm. so refreshing mm. yeah it's like mm. you have some in the morning it's like ah, yes. mm. uh, <laughs> you're a perfect and- ad melissa <laughs> actually i think we have a mcdonald's ad this episode <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, but that is. And I mean, I think I love that. I love that coming. We talked about this on last week, just sort of, what was it the week before? We talked about when you get getting older and wanting to get better, but not really sort of, I don't want anybody else's life. Mm -hmm. I am where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm supposed to do. And I'm focused on realizing my potential, my purpose, who I am. And I'm okay in that space. And I think that's the sweet spot. That's the yeah. sweet spot. And I'm looking yeah. forward to that. If if there's more of that in 40s for me, then I'm excited. Because yes. I feel like I am squaring up. I feel like I'm like, okay, this is finna get real good. Yes. Mm-hmm. My mom it's said her 40s was a favorite. She said her 40s were her favorite years. Yes. And listen. That's not to say that you won't have, you know, times where you're like, well, shit, I wish I would have done this better. I wish I would have, you know, there's always going to be that could have been conversation Mm -hmm. in your head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. then, you know, at the end of the day, it's and this and COVID really brought that home is just, you know, be thankful Mm -hmm. for all the things that you do have. Um, Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, it's hard. Sometimes you do have to remind yourself. Sometimes, you know, you go through, and I'm talking about valleys, low, low, yeah. low, low, where everything is going wrong. And you just, I can't believe this shit. And you're, you know, arguments and, 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 and hassles and whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you have your health. Mm-hmm. You have your shelter. You have your people. And, you know, you also don't give a fuck. And again, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. just a really cool place to be that you can't, you can't, you can't know that until you experience all the hard stuff. Until you, you have to learn that lesson a couple times over mm-hmm. and over. Mm-hmm. Perspective. Mm-hmm. It's really true. It's really true. I love this. Come on and drop jewels and gems on us, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get a little fun. Okay. Tell us something that we would never guess about you. Black and what? But what's the category? I don't know. Broad range. <laughs> uh, something you would never guess about me. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't. I. What? You mean just tell <laughs> like a you wild have to ass give her secret? Like, what like like is it like what shows she watches on TV? What books she reads? Well, like, we all know what she watches. She watches true crime. I do like true crime. I, I <laughs> although I'm starting to now, I think we're supposed to feel guilty about watching true crime. So now I'm like, oh god, should I not watch Who said true that? crime? I don't know. Why? You know these you know people. The internet. Kind of, yeah. Because it's it consuming. On, it's consuming. It's consuming trauma and da da da. Which it is. Okay. Well, if that, I mean, if you shouldn't consume true crime, then don't you watch it. Well, we shouldn't watch the news then. Right. Because that's the truest crime there is. (laughs) What? Um, What? I'm watching true crime, nigga. Y'all not going to (laughs) take away my homicide for the holidays. I'm sick of it. (laughs) No, no. You know what? You know what have I been watching? I watch wild shit, though. Like what? You know, I just watched this documentary about, um, which I never knew about it. It must be on like the other side of the internet that we don't watch. But it was a it was a whole documentary about a guy named Kai, the hatchet wielding hitchhiker. And apparently it was a story that went viral, like in 2012 oh, wow. or something. That's horrible. Which I know, but he saved the day. So Oh, okay. Somebody oh. did something racist. So he, he wielded saw his hatchet. For yeah, good. somebody did okay. something racist. He saw it in action. He wielded his hatchet for good, which is bizarre. And then, you know, he was kind of like a stoner character. And then he got big. He went on Jimmy Kimmel, all these things. And then it just, it just from there just derailed. And his whole, the tra- trajectory of his life post fame just came crashing down in, a, in 90 days. In wow. 90 days. Um, but I also was like, why have I never heard of this viral meme? Right. You know what I mean? Because there's two, there are two sides of the internet. There's yeah, yeah. our side. Was and, he white? And that, yeah. So it was oh, a meme. Well, we wouldn't. I think we, we would know if it was a black man wielding a hatchet. <laughs> right, like that man at McDonald's on Delancey. He was definitely wielding it. It was an axe. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, Those yeah. children were. <laughs> <laughs> so, that nigga was shaking the table, literally. <laughs> you need to watch it, though. It was really it was really interesting. And then I watched. What is this on? It's on Netflix. Okay. I'm going to watch that. And then I watched, I watched the new documentary series on... Um, 
Bernie Madoff. I just like that because Long Island. Oh, I was yeah. going to watch that. That's in my queue. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. I love watching white people scam. Um, like, it's just, I love seeing I love them scam watching, and then fall. Well, like, like, what was the other one we watched? I just love watching stories like that where there'd be no black people in it and I'd be so proud yeah. of us. What yeah. was uh, what was it with the the scammer the man that the scammer oh oh yeah what's his name the um, the man that oh, was scamming the women out of yes. money the oh um, the 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 Tinder Tinder yeah, swindler the, yeah the Tinder God, swindler was, was also the, Tinder the vegan lady swindler and was like oh the I vegan lady was a good one too the I'm vegan so lady glad I love watching too. that yeah. kind of stuff and be like it wasn't one black person in this whole series mm-hmm. I'm so proud love of it. Oh, there was another better. one called King of Khan. It's about a white man who went to jail two, three times for all kinds of crimes. <laughs> it was infuriating because it was like, how do white people commit so many crimes and have so many comebacks? But also fascinating, entertaining. He did his own B-roll. Let me tell you, his own reenactments. <laughs> It, what? Yes, it's called King of the Con. It what is one of is the. That? What channel is that? Like total it was one of the streaming services. It was one of the streamings. Let me look it up. I'll look oh, it up. Oh, you know you what? All. Actually, um, you know what else? I, I'm watching the 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 traders. Oh, I've never heard of that. It's oh, it's really good. It's on Peacock. Peacock. It's basically oh, like the, that remember the mole. Yeah. That reality yes. TV show. It's like yeah. that. Alan oh. Cumming hosts it. It's really good. I've been talking about it every day because I'm in. I'm, oh, I'm love, enthralled okay. by it right now. Um, okay, I have to add that to the list. Um, so it's ten. Amazon Prime, King of the Con. King of the Con. Okay. Did y'all um, see? Mm-hmm. Did y'all? This is a total uh, tangent. But did y'all see the video of the Asian, the Asian man who made his daughter <sighs> apologize? Yes. No. On TikTok, she, oh. she made. I she she. Did you watch the video? First of all, I feel like I'm very old because I was like, where was the I mean, I, I, I understand that it was racist, but I was like, where was the joke? Where's the funny part? Right. Because I was, I was so like, confused. maybe I missed it. Maybe. This yeah. Was and I is. watched it a couple times and I was like, she said, what now? She made a video. I have to send it to you, Jade. But she made a video where she was was she suggesting something about like how to not get stopped by the cops or something. Yeah. And then oh, she was standing in front of, I think, like cotton pickers, and then was like, "Black people, how's my how's my form?" Something like that. It wasn't funny yeah. at all. It was not a joke, and it wasn't good. It had no punchline. She ain't had no music. Like it just wasn't. It, it was, wasn't good. But, but her the dad saw that. Mm-mm. And the dad said, "Oh, we're gonna make a TikTok." <laughs> my kind of carrying on, okay? That was like, oh, "Okay, you want to do a video?" Mm-hmm. And he then sat right beside one. her and was like, um, "My daughter made a racist video, <laughs> and here's her apology for it." And she was like, "Uh, her apology wasn't very good either." Because she was like, mm. "I didn't know it was gonna get this big." Well, that's first of all, that's not the concern. First here. of all, that's not an it's apology. The content you did it. It was the content and the fact that you made it, then thought about it, then posted it, and then still in the apology are not understanding that the content of the actual video is the problem. Not that it got big, Mm -mm. dummy. Not Mm -mm. that I got caught. Mm -mm. Not that all of y'all saw it. And all because some white girls were probably making fun of you and making you feel othered, so you had to do something to make yourself feel included, and and it, it got nasty. How nasty. I just saw that. It just came across my... But I also, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of layers to it. I also Mm -hmm. am like, you know, 
why don't you just remove her from TikTok and have a conversation with her? Why are we, as parents, I mean, I don't like that. Humiliating the children. Don't get me wrong. She did a wrong thing. I would have, I, I would have hoped that he would have had a conversation with her about why what she did was wrong, such mm-hmm. that even if he was going to make her make a video, she would have had an actual an apology and something to say. Because it was just sort of like, you're doing a new video because what you did was wrong. And she was on camera like, I didn't really know that what I did was wrong. So it wasn't an apology and it wasn't productive mm-hmm. in the ways that I mm-hmm. feel like it could have could have been. And also now everybody's mm-hmm. embarrassing because, yeah. I mean, listen, it was, it was good, but at the same time, I, I really am, I am really not into children on social media. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want my children posting videos mm-hmm. saying what, mm-hmm. I don't care if it's silly or whatever. I don't want my children posting videos on a public site because the internet is forever. Take it from your mama. The internet is forever. <laughs> we Come don't want to do that. <laughs> um, you know, I just... The internet is a very strange. dangerous place because we it spend is. so much time on it. I think we all get desensitized to yes. how dangerous a place it can be. It and is. so I, I think sometimes the responsibility of, like, you know, being responsible on the internet is sort of lost in all of the other chatter. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I agree that kids and the internet is very slippery slope. I feel I will hope that it we is. will have m- many more productive conversations about why the internet is such a dangerous and can be such a terrible place if we are not careful and diligent. Yeah. Oh, I have to have those conversations. I let, so I have a TikTok on my phone because Noah likes to TikTok, as you all know. She likes to dance, she likes to do all that shit. <laughs> but it's on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm monitoring it. It's my account. And I'm like, if you, you know, we we keep that real close. You don't have no willy nilly. It's not going to be no niggas up in your messages and so forth and so on. Uh, what's your name, age, sex and location? I yeah. can't mm-hmm. like. Yeah, but that's how niggas are. They're raggedy just like that. So you have to be super diligent when it comes to your children. I told internet. you about my Roblox situation. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, my middle daughter Maja. This was at the, this was at like the height of pandemic. You know, I had, mm-hmm. I had, I, I was very serious about it. But before there was a vaccine available, I just was like, I'm gonna homeschool my kids. I'm not having mm-hmm. them go out into the world and then bring that shit up in here, and I don't have protection yet, etc. So you know, there was a lot of screen time, um, unavoidable screen time. You know, there's. Mm-hmm. It, you can lock it down and you can whatever, but when you're in here homeschooling and you're with your kids 24 hours a day, and you listen, got three of them, I'm a human. I was like, turn on the right. goddamn, I don't go turn on, <laughs> Get I can't. The iPad. Yes. <laughs> yes, plug it in, sit by the wall with the charger, and don't ask me shit. <laughs> so, um, you know, they have locked down accounts. And I, I'm, you know, I have all of the things in place. This person can't chat you. You can only be friends with people that, you know, you know, classmates, Mm -hmm. whatever, et cetera. But, you know, kids are smart. 
They're, they, mm-hmm. you know, they've had iPads in their hands since they're two years old. What's not intuitive yeah. to us because we're old is intuitive to them. Right, so they right, know where right, to go yeah. and figure out. They, girl, I, I tried because you know your job as an older mom is to try to keep up. So like, I have, I tried Roblox for maybe ten minutes. I walked into a wall <laughs> for ten minutes. I, <laughs> I did not like. It's really Please. not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Maja was in there and she, you know was in the chat, which mm, I don't really love chat because it, if you open it up to friends of friends, now you kind of are talking to strangers and I don't, you mm-hmm. know, we don't know who this person is, whatever. And the conversations were, you know, they were innocuous, but, you know, they were going back and forth, going back and forth. And, you know, the kids were starting to, you know, have kind of like contentious banter. And I was like, don't do that. We're not, we're, we're not doing that with our friends. Um, and so, because I, I saw a conversation that she was having that I didn't like, I took the Roblox away. I was like, we're not, mm-hmm. you, you, you're not responsible with it. Those were not kind words. Um, would you say that to somebody's face? You wouldn't. The internet's mm-hmm. forever. She could have screenshot that. Her mama could have seen that. Then her mom could have had to call me. And the last thing I want to do is have a conversation with someone's mom about some damn mm-hmm. Roblox. We are not doing that. You're getting it taken away. Don't ask me for shit. <laughs> and so the Roblox got taken away for a really long time. So I thought. Mm. This little girl's a genius. Found another way. She sure did. She created a whole new account and she didn't have no Robux. So, you know, there wasn't no outfits. It was real bare bones. Mm. Mm. It was she, a burner. You better yeah. have a burner account. She, did. she had a burner account. <laughs> and, get, and guess what she called it? What? What? She called it No Drip Maj. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't have no outfits. It didn't have no hair. <laughs> it didn't have a job. When they do bad shit that's funny, it's yeah, so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I was like, like so impressed, but my also child like. child is a genius. <laughs> okay. I mean, because it's the metaphor of it all. <laughs> no drip mosh. Yeah. No drip mosh. It's like, I'm locked down right now. This is my burner account. Yeah. You can follow me here. Yeah, like, don't make fun of me because I don't have a flower in my hair. You know I don't have money for this. <laughs> I <laughs> supposed to be on here. Wow. Oh my god! Wow. Ooh, yeah, child cracks yeah. me up. She cracks me up. She's a, she's amazing. She's she lovely. Is. So much respect for she her. Is. The kind it's of, hard. The kind of sort of like you said, the, like the kind of things that you have to even think about, like the things that are intuitive to us, are not like. Uh, they think differently than we do. They're they completely mm-hmm. different people. You have to mm-hmm. be like a step mm-hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm. Not just that. They're completely different people. And then they're completely different people from their siblings. So like. Yeah. Like each other. I mm-hmm. have to. Th- I have to think ahead of like what one's going to do. The other one might not necessarily think to do or what what one's going to do. The little one's definitely going to try to do. So like and I'm constantly trying to stay ahead. But like, you know, mm-hmm. they're sponges and they're really smart. There, you, when we, when Jade and I first got Noah and Maja together, <laughs> we it, they Voltroned and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and became this Transformer Niglet. <laughs> <laughs> we just, we just, we just didn't see them. And I remember, remember when when Noah stayed here. That no, <laughs> Melissa's house is the first and only sleepover uh, house a sleepover that Noah has been allowed to go to. No, I lied. My friend Lisa as well, but like, 
I've known Lisa for years and years and years and years and years and years. That was the first place where I felt comfortable. And I was like, all right, bet you can go have a sleepover. And she, this nigga didn't want to come home. It was a, it was amazing. It was amazing. And at one point, at one point, because I, I think Noah was very surprised that I, too, was black. So yeah, um, she was. What? She was. She was like, Noah said, Noah told one day I said something about Melissa being black. And Noah goes, Melissa's black? And I said, yeah. She goes, Maja's mom? I said, yes, Maja's mom, Melissa. <laughs> I think I well she started she started to well, have Noah, questions. Noah didn't think Jay was black for a long time. She didn't. Hysterical. She didn't. I swear. It was very much like, well, me and Daddy Devastating. are black, but what are you? <laughs> was very There's something else happening was rich. over there. She was very she, much like, but I understand me and Daddy are black, but like what's going on over here? She started what's to have questions shit? because uh, it was time, you know, for the girls to wind down and take a shower. So I showed her everything and I said, um, here's the bathroom, whatever. You can shut the door and here's your towel. Here's your washcloth. Mm-hmm. And she perked. She said, hmm. like, it was like, a, hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I was, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm really not going to have this child clowning me That's right now. That's my fault. No, 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 it's Jade's child. So, so through and through. She has a little shower and she comes to me and she, she, you know, she's rifling through her bag and she's like really stressed out. And I go, is everything okay? And she was like, I forgot my lotion. And I was like, oh, okay, no problem. So I go and I bring her the lotion that I have. And she goes, wait, I had my lotion here? And I was like, no, that's my lotion. She goes, no, that's my lotion. I go, ma'am, you're not the only person. That has <laughs> in the world. <laughs> that has this cocoa butter, ma'am. So black people use this. That's what she, so she was just like she was like, no, did I leave this here? She was insistent. I was like, no, no, I'm- girl, it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> so that was where her first question started, and then I think I was more offended because when she started to really put things together, I think she thought Justin was the black one. And I was like, okay, you know what? (laughs) I'm not going through this with you, child. (laughs) Because, you know, you know, he's Puerto Rican presenting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He is. She was very confused. She was very confused. I love that. But I, but yes, that's a, I love, I do love how you, how you talk to your kids and how you deal with them. I ask those questions for formalities, but I've seen it for myself. <laughs> I love how you deal with them, and um, and they are very comfortable with who they are, even with their surroundings and all the different people around them. They're very comfortable with who they are in all of their cultural aspects, and I think that's that's beautiful, actually. Thank you, Melissa. Back. Yes. Thank it's you for coming. So through. much fun. We are so excited yeah. to have you. You're welcome to come back at any time you. you want. I think you should yes. come back and do like a trash segment with us. That would be fun. Yes. Okay. What, yes. Um, Where we talk. When we talk that's about. That's a pop culture and all of things. The news. Okay. We call it taking out the trash. We talk about all of the pop culture news. That's where we get into things like Krishan and Blueface. Yeah. And why we just don't want to talk <sighs> about them. Yeah. Okay, Jay well, I, 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 I await your invitation. Well, it's open, so I will come it back. It's open. It's open. No, it's an open invitation. At this point, you're allowed to go in the refrigerator. So. Okay. Yes. Oh, thank you. 
Yes. Thank you. We actually, mm, that's, that's so good. funny you say that. We just had that conversation this past weekend because Shalom, <laughs> Shalom had a guest. And, and they just went in the fridge. Sure did. No, and I was ma'am. like, mm, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. What the hell? No, yeah. ma'am. What the hell? So like, and, how and, did you react to and, and, How did you react to that? And, and, yes, <laughs> and, and yes, he was. Right. Um, and I would love to know. I would love, like, how old is Shalom? Because I would love to know when these conversations need to start happening with children <laughs> so that it's we never can too get soon. ahead of this. It's never okay. too soon. But what's amazing about it, and remember, remember what I said at the top of the show, I had I two present differently than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was Shalom's guest. Mm-hmm. Why did Shira go, Mommy? <laughs> he opened the fridge and did not I have permission. Right. Because Shira is sassy <laughs> boots. Do you hear me? <laughs> she don't play. She said, I said, really? He went she in goes, the fridge. Yes, and she did, she was she did not like it. She said, I, uh, I said, ma'am, you are so right. I will have a conversation with Shalom about that. Are you kidding? Now he ain't mm-hmm. been he ain't been raised at all. Well, <laughs> no, not even a little bit. You, you know what else he ain't been? Back. So that invitation has been rescinded. <laughs> Don't you come around here no more. No more, no more, no more, no more. I know that's right. I know they won't be back. I know they you know, won't be back. It's sure a snitching for me. <laughs> now that though, that is a snitchable offense because if it I is. I would have said something it too. Like, oh no, my God. Because that's my fridge. Everybody don't have yeah. proper hygiene. Like, what are you even getting right now? Ask me for what you need. Such a like personal. we don't have until I say to you, like, nah, go get it. You like you we know when we have that type of relationship. I've been in Melissa's house mad times and I still don't go in the refrigerator. So And you're allowed. <laughs> right right this i know because once i had to get milk but outside of that <laughs> you know she makes me a little latte when i come I over do. I, but outside of that hold on a second you want to say hi to justin yeah come on here hey, justin come, on, Rican. come meet my friend <laughs> he he said, what, what? <laughs> why you gotta be like that it's justin your favorite Beck? jade what jade. and this is my friend <laughs> kia and he, I did Voltron. I got my energy. <laughs> Hi, Justin Beck. Hello, hello, hello. She just, How she just you? celebrated her fortieth. Mazel tov. Happy. Yeah, he said Mazel. Oh yeah, you hear Jade, him. Twenty second birthday. What, what is it now? How old? Motherfucker. I know you read so my lips. So gorgeous. <laughs> I know you read my lips. Right. Read my I lips. Can't hear anything she's got in her butt. He can't. He can't. He can't because he has earbuds. She's I actually, I, I actually, you should know that every time I get into Justin Beck's car, he's listening to Jaden XD. I'm That's so fascinating. So serious. And he texts me. He likes to text me and make fun of me. He's like, oh, so you listen to Counting Crows or whoever the fuck. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, I can't say nothing in front of you. You're not even supposed to be listening to that. <laughs> I know. No, I love me some Justin, but he be giving me good spicy. He gives me all the Asian sauces. He does. And oh. seasonings and snacks and things. Well, I yeah, we have over. a good time. I will not go in the Please refrigerator because I have training, home training. Come on. Please come do. Come on. Meet the children. Please do. Come and You're welcome anytime. I don't have any, yeah, I don't have any kids, but I'll come by on the play date. Lucky the you. Be They'll be wholly disinterested in you. I can let you know that right <laughs> they now. They will be but, wholly disinterested in me. But That's we'll right. have a good time in, in, in Melissa's kitchen. 
good it's time. It's a lovely time. We invite Crystal Jean. We'll have a party. Duh. Yes. Oh, we're going to make it a thing. Melissa Beck, tell the people where to find you. We didn't even touch on Imperfect Yo, Strangers or yes. any of that. We didn't even, like, yeah, tell us what's going on. It's the things that we ought to be supporting and, and, and yeah. spending our time and <clears throat> coins. I, um, uh, Amanda and I just started our sixth season a couple weeks ago. Six. I know. It's so crazy. So the podcast is still, um, going. It's Imperfect Strangers. You can follow us on Instagram. We have an interactive story. We have a cute little Patreon. You know, we're, 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 we're a little train that, what do you call that? The little engine that could. could. Um, No, but y'all be, y'all be cutting though. Y'all be cutting. Yeah, we really do. We put in, we put in a lot of good work. Um, on our show, and it's it's I'll be really watching your IG live. Oh, I saw you pop yeah. in the other day. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and other than that, you know, I, I I don't like to be found, so you can go listen to my podcast. <laughs> and other than that, yeah. that's right. Can they still find you at Princess Melissa? That's what oh my we gosh. Know. Remember that? You're still writing. I am actually something's due on February first. I'm still writing and procrastinating, but yes, yes I never stop. Those writing. two things go hand in hand. They do. It's it's a brain. It's a it's a, it's a brain chemistry. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Ask yeah. Me how I know? I okay. Tomorrow. <laughs> See. See, I know, and I I'm actually waiting for feedback. I gave my. Uh, we have a mutual friend. Uh, I sent her something. So, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Something's always in the works. But, you know, I, I, I like to be about it. I don't like to stage it until it's ready. I know that's right. You know I know what I mean? That's right. I don't want to jinx it. Well, we're giving you good juju <laughs> on you. all of the things that you're working on. Make sure you all check out all Melissa's links in the description box. It will be all of the different places that you can find her. Should she choose to accept you, <laughs> that is her business. <laughs> <laughs> and we love you. And we're yeah, so grateful that you came. And you all stick around for the next segment. Thanks again to Target and the Tap at the Brown for Target Vegan Food and Kitchen Collection for supporting this week's Kitchen Table Talk segment. Tap at the Brown brightens days like no one else. Now the actress, vegan, and social media phenomenon is partnering with Target to bring the world more vibrance, candor, and joy. With delightful everyday favorites for the kitchen and pantry, her latest limited time collection will bring love to every gathering. Vegan eating isn't boring if you have a little fun with it. Try new and unexpected recipes and experiment with ingredients you've never tried. Check out the Tabitha Brown for Target vegan food and kitchen collection now at Target locations and Target.com for a limited time only. This week's episode is brought to you by Ixora Botanical Beauty. And let me just tell you guys something right now. People tend to believe that if you are black that you cannot get sunburned. Myth. Lie. Big falsities. Untruth. Fallacy. (laughs) Because as much fun as I had in in Antigua, the Antiguan sun burnt me to a blackened crisp of pain and discomfort. But no fear. I got the skincare bully on the line. Stat. Mm -hmm. Nothing brought my skin back to life like that donkey milk. I bought the the body wash. And the, mm. the cream. Let me tell you something. Mm. It soothed all the inflammation and really just because what it did, my skin was so dry because of the sun. It just mm-hmm. sort of breathed that moisture right back in and it was so gentle and calming. It's nourishing. It was nourishing. Ugh. It really just felt like my skin, you could literally, I felt this. my, my skin was drinking the product. It, it was a game changer. Mm. And you need to get you some, okay? And I'm not talking about later Agreed. I mean right now. 
Visit ExoraBB.com now to check out their incredible line of products. And as a listener of this podcast, you can save 15% on your first order by using the code GETTINGGROWN15. That's code GETTINGGROWN15 at IXORABB.com. ExoraBB.com. This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Mickey D's. The realest conversations always happen in the Mickey D's booth. And all the best nights out end with a bite from Mickey D's. Let me tell y'all something. McDonald's was probably my favorite, favorite, favorite memories. Like some of the most clearest memories I can think of, of how we've ended days, evenings, nights, when we would go to Six Flags, everybody would drive out to Six Flags, we're going to hit McDonald's afterwards, where everybody's going to be screaming their orders at the same time, so there's already not enough nuggets to go around, and there's always one quarter pounder missing, but guess whose meals were not missing? Mine, because I wasn't playing that. But all of the best nights end at McDonald's, I have countless memories with my grandmother at McDonald's. That's where she would take us. That's where we would go to the playhouse, to the playpen, to the play place, uh, and have us some sweet and sour sauce and some chicken nuggets and some hot fries. I remember my best friend Keisha coming up. Her grandmother was cheap and she would make us split a large fry and an ice cream cone amongst three people. It was disgusting. But all I'm saying is McDonald's gives you the memories. They got all of what you want. Mickey D's is the affordable answer to taking the whole fam to dinner. Everyone got their own Mickey D's moments. Go on and make more delicious memories. I deserve As I mentioned, uh, as we were opening the show, I implemented a new rule in my home this week. Uh, and I think what's been dope about uh, my new gig is that I'm working with, um, working within a culture, of, of like a very, what I've deemed so far, like a very healthy work culture mm-hmm. um, that sort of already has sort of built into its structure some hard boundaries for employees. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm not scheduled for meetings after a certain hour and, you know, there are like, you know, we have meeting light Fridays or no meetings on Fridays and my supervisor, uh, or, you know, my direct report, we talked about, you know, she said very, uh, candidly that like, you know, her practice is to really respect people's off time. So she doesn't email Mm -hmm. after a certain hour. She doesn't really reach out on on weekends. And if, and if we... You know, there are very few. We even I, I like you know very rarely have I come in on a Monday and there's been like a, a rack of emails. So I'm able mm-hmm. to sort of ease in and out of my week in a very healthy way. And so, um, I've also sort of been one. That's one of the things that I want to work on this mm-hmm. year um, is sort of having better boundaries and sort of being okay with not doing things um, or not working. Having time mm-hmm. where I have work time when I need to work on projects or writing uh, or whatever I'm doing, having that designated time, but totally being okay with a Saturday where I don't open my laptop. Yes. And so I had a very um, meeting heavy work week last week um, and really felt like I had really full days. Um, and when I closed my laptop on Friday, I didn't have any meetings on Friday, but I spent the whole day getting caught up on emails and sort of hand- yes. handling things. 
Um, and when I closed my laptop on Friday, I said, you know, I think I did really well. I had a really productive week and I'm not going to open my laptop tomorrow. And so I, impl- I know that's right. I implemented a no laptop Saturday policy and was able to abide by that. So I'm just really proud of myself for not working on Saturday. I'm proud of you. I'm, And you know what? I think that's really dope that your company is focusing <laughs> on that. Um, and that you're in a space where that's respected because I remember when things have been very different. Well, yeah. And I just, uh, and I love that you're holding those boundaries for yourself as well. I want to sort of, sort of, a lot of times I tie my success and productivity to the amount of time that I put in, but I'm recognizing Mm -hmm. that, you know, resting and being refreshed are things that sort of feed my Mm -hmm. capacity Mm -hmm. to like think and create. And it really makes me better at what I do. Mm -hmm. And so it's not about burning the midnight oil or being proud of myself or staying up all night or doing things. Um, You know, there are sort of times and projects that, you know, I'm just always going to be the person, you know, writing, writing late at night is just part of my process. And I accept that. (laughs) Yeah. Excuse me. But I'm also being okay with, um, you know, the fact that there may be some times where I have to write late into the night, but that's not something that I have to do every day, every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just sort of resituating those habits of mind and sort of breaking up with some of those uh, habits and old practices and ways that I thought that I had to operate or mm-hmm. exist in order to be successful. But I'm now learning that that is not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love that sister. Myself. That's all right. It happens. It happens to the best of us. Well, while you get yourself together, I will tell you my self care. Um, so, you know, we, we went to Tristan's birthday dinner this weekend. Very good. And so I, Everyone you know, had amazing. a thank you sister and, and had a good time and he felt loved. And that was the most important thing. Make sure you tell him I said happy birthday because I was like, I don't want Tristan thinking that I forgot. <laughs> I will. Tristan over there thinking what well, he didn't say nothing about my birthday. I will tell, and I will tell him that I forgot to send the message and that it was all me. But for the birthday dinner, and also it's a little practice for this weekend coming for mm-hmm. the younger Jeezy formal event. Um, I had our good sis Nikki walk me through yes. uh, a little light smoky eye, how to do a nude. Thank you, sis. How to do a nude smoky eye. And I did my first nude smoky eye on myself and I was pretty damn proud of myself. I wish I could put on a lash, but that's just not my ministry. It takes time. I might try the magnetic situation oh. first. No, don't do it. I mean, no, I'm awful. not going to tell you what to do. <laughs> no, tell me what to do, because clearly this is not my ministry. You, That was like a deep ancestral I am sigh. Very, I am leery of the magnets about the eyes. I'm, I'm, I just feel like something about that seems. It does feel a little wonky. I'm not going to hold you. And there have right. been times when I've said that I'm going to try it and I've just not been able to bring myself to do it. But Hmm. that does not mean that I think so. This is the thing. Doing lashes is one of those things that is not easy to do. It's not easy for anyone. 
and I oh I don't feel bad about it no I understand (laughs) but I think a lot of times we look for these um we look for these uh tips or tricks or hacks to help us in applying lashes that are just supposed to make it easy and I just think it's one of those things in life that's not supposed to be easy so there is no hack that's fair that's fair it just takes practice it takes time and it takes it's just one of those things you have to learn how to do and how to do it on yourself it's not it in that that is that it's a challenge but i i think you yes. just, it's one of those things you keep trying and i mean i'm the person i've been putting lashes on myself for over 10 years and every and it, i still have to coach myself through it there are mm-hmm. times where you know it doesn't work like <laughs> i'll just you know this eye is not cooperating so i'll move on to another part of my face or i'll try again later it's just one of those things some some people get get it and they just got it and there it comes and they just nature. can do it the rest of us have to struggle and that's just that's just what it is but i do think that if you continue if you commit to practicing and trying i think it's something you can master I'm going to I'm I'm going to try my hand, uh, you know, since I'm going to do this formal thing myself, you know, I've already gotten some new steps. We have now gotten into setting our whole face. I wasn't doing that before. What? Game changer. Well, setting it with the translucent powder and see, I was I was doing it with my with my um, concealer. But I wasn't setting the foundation with that. I would oh, set it with a finishing. And I was like, oh, this is a game fucking changer. Like, oh, come on with it. So, you know, we're getting better and better out here. Enough where I can go to something and, you know, not look like a ragamuffin. Because I figured out how to do it myself. Makeup is one of those things you have to commit to practice and learning and getting better. None of us come out the gate beating our faces down. No, no, that I know, but I um, I'm proud of like that that I I was like okay, if I can do this, but you did it. I, I did it. You did it, and I felt great about it. And she was telling me all the things to make sure it's not muddy and wah wah wah. And I was like, okay, this is great. So, uh, that also with that being said, as an unofficial shout out. Um, we've shouted out Nikki for NL makeup. If you are in the Houston area, we've shouted Nikki out for, plentiful uh, plentiful brows. brows, you know, for all of your brow needs, your, your eyebrow pencil, which by the way, phenomenal. I use them all the time. And so does Kia. And right. so does many other people that I know. And that is not mm-hmm. a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also does makeup, uh, tutorials and consulting one-on-one consulting, um, if you need to learn how to, you know, do things for yourself, she does those classes. So we'll put that link in the description box again. We've put it many times, but we'll make sure we put it again so that you all can utilize those services if you're not in the Houston area, but you want to know how to do so. And I am a personal testament to a nigga who did not know what the fuck and now can make myself look like something. Hello. Good morning. Uh, but with that being said, let's finish this out and get on over to these petty peeves. Let's do it. Target is proud to celebrate Black History Month with its first 100% Black-owned or designed collection created by Black artists, designers, entrepreneurs, and team members. This year, find inclusive sizes up to 4X in bold, ready-to-wear collections from Black creators like Sammy B or life-affirming quotes from Rayo and Honey to surround yourself with inspiration. 
Discover the collection in store and online at Target.com slash Black Beyond Measure. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. honey. All right. It is time for these petty peeves, honey. And, um, all right. So this weekend I told you I took, I I surprised Tristan with a dinner with all his loved ones and some of mine. And, um, then the next day, which was his actual birthday Sunday, uh, me, him and Noah went to brunch. And then I said, we're going to go do a fun activity as a family. We're going to go to this indoor arcade, like a adult almost Dave and Buster's, right? Look super fun from the site. They have a roller skating rink in there, all the glow lights. Well, you know, you got skee ball. It's like all the Dave and Buster's shit plus fucking uh, gladiator things, big foam shit. And you can do little zip lining and like all this little shit, right? Looks super cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I got there and it was raggedy as fuck. There was half the games were out of order. Me and Tristan tried to play Pac-Man. Oh, no. The joystick wasn't working right. Half the game tried. I couldn't even play skee-ball, nigga. And then, you know, when you try to shoot the, do the basketball, where you, it's like four or five hoops next to each other like at Dave & Buster's. Yeah. All of them were out of order except for one. I said, this is right. And then oh, no. the extreme reason for my petty peeve. So we decided to roller skate before we realized that all of this other shit is out of order now we did do the me and noah did the little zip lining and the little gladiator shit and all of that we did that i was dying laughing because noah was up on the gladiator thing and me and tristan are not doing that we're down on the floor so we look up and we see noah shove the shit out of this boy like not because they were on like a beam and she knocks him into the big puffy marshmallow thing that they fall into so me and tristan look we was like oh shit nigga what's going on so (laughs) So Noah runs over and she's like, that boy pushed me. So I pushed him back. We was like, that's motherfucking oh. right. That's right. That's right. Like we were like, what did he push you for? She's like, I don't know. She's like, but I pushed him back. We were like, we saw you pushing back and that's right. But anyway, so, so what? You don't be having those. Don't be putting your, what you, nigga, where you come from? Then I had a five-year-old who was harassing me, chasing me around, talking about, you too big to be on that. I said, uh, get out of here, Emmanuel Lewis. Like, go away. So, <laughs> and he was five. Tristan was like, oh, he likes you. But the real reason for my petty peeves. So we decided we're going to do the roller skating first, right? Okay. So you pay. I paid, you know, did the whole thing. We go inside to the actual thing. We get the skates. And we're like, oh, shit. Do they have lockers? So I already have my skates on. And when I tell you this boy was so specific at the, if you don't bring back this tag, you will not get your shoes back. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. Relax, nigga. So um, I run out to where I paid so that I could figure out how to get, oh, I go over to the lockers. You have to purchase a lock. Well, why didn't they tell you that when you first Mm -hmm. checked in and bought the shit? So I go out to go purchase a lock real quick and I have the skates on because I've already given my shoes and done the whole to do security guard starts yelling at me. Hey, 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 hey. I said, who the fuck are you talking to? He's like, you can't have skates out here. So I go over to him and I said, I know you're used to dealing with children day in and day out. 
I said, but I'm going to need you to bring that octave down several notches when you're talking to me. Mm. I was like, don't AAA me. You hear me? All you have to do is say, excuse me and tell me what it is. I said, furthermore, if your system was more efficient and they let me know when I checked in that I should purchase a lock for the locker and that I cannot come back out with skates on, then that then that should have been said and communicated. Shut his ass right the fuck right on up. And that nigga was at least 30 years older than me. And I still was like, who the fuck? Don't talk to me like that, young man. Nigga, don't talk to me crazy. I know you used to dealing with these little nasty ass children and they were nasty. But I know you used to dealing with these little nasty ass children. But don't AAA me yelling at me for these fucking skates, nigga. Don't talk to me crazy, especially when your people didn't communicate effectively. So that's my petty peeve. And the place was raggedy. (laughs) Area 53. I don't have no problem. I don't know. I don't think it's black owned or none of that. Area 53 in Williamsburg. That shit is raggedy as fuck. Mm -hmm. It's a false advertisement. (laughs) Well, that is most unfortunate. Well, yeah. Anyway, what's your petty beef? (laughs) Um, uh, my petty beef. I don't really have one, to be totally honest. It's been a very quiet week, and I'm very grateful for that. I will say that I love that. Um, yeah, I will say though that um, I have been um, growing more and more irritated with uh, sort of where we are with like TV. Like uh-huh. I feel like our hi- the hiatuses for shows are getting longer and longer. They are. They're like a year and a half. What's going on? I don't know, man. Like, why do we have to wait? We have to wait months. And I mean, I know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just. (laughs) It's It's stressful. I don't like it. Like, you know. I don't like it. Like, I was literally watching some. One of my shows finished and was like. uh, Such and such show returns. uh, September of 2023. I'm like, September? (laughs) Or it just don't come back at all. Like, I love this show. I'm sorry. And the shit just never, it just never came back. Mm. It just never came back. They didn't, re- they didn't renew it for a third season or something happened with the network or something like that. I think it was, oh, that's what it was. It was COVID. COVID fucked a lot of shows up. Oh, it's so sad. It's something, it's one of, it's very, it's disheartening. It is. It is, because I'll be waiting. And then by the time they come back, I forget what happened. Yeah. Like, it's very frustrating. Know, but I just wish that. But the know. fact that that's your petty peeve this week is wonderful, because <laughs> that means that <laughs> things are things are on the up and up. Yes. I and that's a lovely place to be. You know, I'm going to find a complaint. <laughs> anyway. Thank you all so much oh, yes. for tuning into this episode of Getting Grown. Thank you to Melissa Beck oh my for coming through and dropping her jewels and gems you and sharing it. all of her biracial knowledge. <laughs> um, we're so grateful for it. <laughs> and, you know, and we love, you know, we love our, our biracial people who know how to act, you know, because that's not always the case. Well, no, I just think that there's, and I feel like maybe there's more conversation that needs to be had because I just, I think so. I've just learned, I'm learning so much with, with, you know, what's in the media. And I've just been thinking a lot about like what that experience is like. It was good to sort of hear from Melissa what her experience has been, but that distinction is a big one. 
Everybody yeah. who got, who is black in any way, has black heritage, black lineage. Just because mm-hmm. you are black doesn't make you pro-black. Hello. And if you've is- ever watched an episode of The Boondocks, we all know who Uncle Ruckus is. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> Woo! That exists. And that's real. Them two bumping curls who be all up and through uh, them fucking Trump at rallies and shit. Like, oh come on now. French and roll. But anyway, One that's not how you would look. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't. Well, all right. Yes. Sorry to that lady. Um, <laughs> Thank y'all for watching this. <laughs> to get in grown. <laughs> we, we appreciate we appreciate your patience and your patronage <laughs> and oh. your prayers. Keep us in prayer, please. Oh God, we are stomach. doing the best that we can over here. I really am doing the best and that I can. <laughs> make sure that you are paying attention because Jade is not. And then also, and I'm not laughing at that lady I know, dying. I, I just, know, but make sure that you are moisturizing your mind by minding the business that is yours and yours alone. See, that's what I've been doing. Make see? sure that you are also moisturizing your insides by drinking as much of the Lord's water as your body can contain. And you also mm. want to moisturize your skin and make an appointment for a facial. It's important. Why? Yeah, because dermaplane. Yes, apparently. because your black will crack if it's dry. Bye. Bye.